Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 229 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my foraging co-hosts, Peter and Jake. That's right, Kurt. This week we're coming at you with the overflowing pickles edition, Tales of True Life from Last Night. What? You can ask any questions you want. I, I mean, I think... The answer is you tried to make your own pickles and put too many in one jar. So when you opened it up, the brine just spilled out. Yes. Except for the tried. They are still pickling as we speak. That's cool. I'm glad. I just know how it turns out. I'm excited to hear that. But in the meantime, we're coming at you from the Scottish Highlands. My Scottish accent is Scottish accent. perfect, dude. Perfect, perfection, was, perfection. Nobody, I you thought you thought a a regular Scot was talking to you over the telly. <laughs> Your accent wanders more than Peter's when he tries to do his fucking Cockney. Oh, believe me, I would say I tried to imitate what they were saying here for a hot second. And it went right out the Hello, window. Cunts. <laughs> I'm glad no one was around to witness it. Um, we're talking about Get Duked this week. Boy, yeah. Get Duked. I had to turn the subtitles on because I, I wasn't sure what half the shit they were saying was. <laughs> I did too. Why am I? Okay. I guess I'm just weirdly good at understanding Scottish people. <laughs> like, I could I, understand. I guess I gotta understand it, but like it was, I didn't. I wanted to make sure what they were saying was what they were saying. Oh, I didn't want to try. Use of Scottish people Twitter has paid off for me. I because I also needed a dictionary because I probably didn't know what half the shit they meant was. Because like they had different words for all this shit. It's like it's a different dialect. No, I just didn't want to try. I didn't want to pick out words. I had pizza to eat. And pickles. I was making pickles. How can you make pickles and listen to Scottish people at the same time? Wait, did you put pickles on the pizza? You work in a Scottish no, cannery? but that actually doesn't sound like the worst idea. Huh. Depends. You have to, you have to work with Peter, it. Peter, you're already on thin ice when it comes to pizza because you don't denounce pineapple as a pizza topping. Wait. Don't make it wait, worse wait, 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 wait. by adding pickles. Who the fuck said we had to denounce pineapple as a pizza topping? Every real fucking American. No. That's who. I support pizza rights. Pizza freedom. We you're, live in America where you can fucking put... godless heathen if you think pineapple is a pizza topping. No. No, you can put anything. You put well, I mean, I little tiny pieces of hot dog. Before. Put that on a pizza. Huh? Pretty show. <laughs> what the... It goes right next to How my... How do Hawaiians know about pizza? Uh, it's Canadian Jake. Kurt, Jake. Jake, Kurt. Kurt, Jake. It's called a Hawaiian pizza. It's, it's a Hawaiian Canada. pizza. I've also heard it called like a Caribbean pizza. Or Ooh. pineapple on ham But pizza. even more oh, so, wait, Jake, Canadians Caribbean pizza. don't have a strong Pineapples pizza tradition either. Pineapple and scotch bonnets on a pizza. What the fuck's a scotch bonnet? 
It's a fucking hot it's ass hot pepper, pepper from Jamaica. Or they use I'm, I'm not a hot pepper. I think it's just a habanero. I think it's maybe that's the closest analog. It's got more scovels. Fuck they put it in there. They put it in their uh, their patties. Their beef patties. Those patties give me gas. By the way, you can put whatever PSA. you want on a pizza. If it turns out great, good job. You found a new topping for a pizza that's a good topping. And sometimes it's broccoli. And sometimes it's a bad topping. Sometimes it's, it's like a, a white pizza and it's full of vegetables. And you're like, where's the flavor? Where's the sometimes, meat? I, the worst pizza I had, it was, it was they, just, they just didn't know how to do it. It was like ricotta and like artichokes on like a, like a cold red sauce. Hmm. I don't oh, know what they were thinking. I've had I've had cold pizza before. Like it was designed to be a cold pizza. Like it was wasn't. I think it was like a. It was weird. It was like a cooked, uh, like Sicilian style thick crust, and then it was they put cold pizza sauce on it, and then topped it with like light cheese and broccoli. It was bizarre. It was it was weird. Apparently, it was a tradition somewhere. But the only but. pizza I denounce is Chicago-style deep-dish pizza. I don't care how tasty it is. That ain't no pizza. That's a soup. We all know that joke. Thank you, John Stewart. Mm-hmm. Don't want to draw my pizza. I'll have you ever had pizza, though. the pizza that is uh, served in Scotland, if I'm to be believed correct, the hot killing? dog stuffed crust pizza? Are we killing Kurt with this? We're, I'm trying this to bring is... it back to Scotland with hot dog stuffed crust pizza <laughs> and mayonnaise ice actually... cream. Neither of that's which actually... are in this film. That's fascinating. That's actually not. That doesn't sound terrible. I would eat. I would eat a hot dog stuffed crust pizza. Yes, I think I would. It's yeah, good. That's just I, like why a pizza would we surrounded in pigs in a blanket? Why don't we have that in America? I'm down. With are that. you kidding me? Because of the goddamn Democrats. That's like, right. it's amazing what American food, <laughs> like American hedonistic food, is not served in America. Because we can't culturally appropriate. <laughs> this would be cultural appropriation. Stealing their hot dog stuff. We take stealing <laughs> Scotland's foods that they stole from Italy and America. <laughs> What's next? We got a big orange can of Iron Brew. Let's put Spelled some haggis fully. on the pizza. That's a Scottish thing, right? That actually sounds fucking delicious. That's like a sausage pizza. I've never had haggis. It's uh, icky. Uh. It sounds icky. <coughs> it's it's spiced organs. It's fucking that, what every sausage ever is. <laughs> it's just a little loose and they bind it with oatmeal. They serve it in a fucking... They serve it in a pocket. And by pocket, I mean a sheep's stomach. You don't eat the sheep's my stomach. You're not selling been, me on this. <laughs> my mother has been pen pals with a woman from Scotland for a long time, and we've gone to visit on a number of occasions, and even they don't like haggis. <laughs> They're like, we're mad that's our... <laughs> Everybody knows us for haggis. It, it's bloody awful. That's what they say in their native tongue. They're like, let's talk about blood sausage and other tasty foods that we have here in Scotland. Uh, but no, no, and rabbit shit. They eat rabbit shit. Yeah. Okay. As a rabbit owner, those I'm are not large poops. Those were a yes. Those were large poops, and I have never like 
I, there's there's nothing in there that's gonna make you have a fucking. Well, no, they were eating the magic mushrooms and it ferments in the gut. Yeah, it's like so. That, you gotta um, so go like grab some magic coffee. mushrooms, Kurt. Feed it to your rabbit, and then let us know. She's crazy enough as it is. She does not need magic mushrooms in her system for scientific purposes. <laughs> we'll we'll observe the results. You could say we'll watch them. Trey, watch our signal where we watch yeah. trailers. And review them we got a, the biggest tray watch of the year, and we blew ten minutes talking about pizza and rabbit pizza. shit. Rabbit shit. Um, so we're gonna go through a lot of these quickly because I don't have a whole lot to say about many of them. Um, first up, we've got the trial of the Chicago Seven. It's a dramatization of the trial of the Chicago Seven, who were people who led a. Uh, Vietnam War protests. You don't say. <laughs> and, uh, well, it was the Chicago 8 oh, really? at one okay. point, but the other guy had his charges uh, dropped during the initial uh, deposition, I believe. No, I uh, they were sentenced, but it was overturned on appeal later. Yeah. Uh, I have some issues with this trailer. Um, I don't know why they decided to make it an animated film. That was... A- it's a really weird choice for a subject matter like this. Like, when the lady starts talking to the animated hammer, like, it just seems a little tone deaf. I'll, I'll put, I'll point out the part in the trailer where, where I saw that. The fuck? <laughs> Peter has just linked a uh, video from the Georgia State Bar Association. Uh... Talking about the opinion of that that trial. So, uh, for those of you who have no idea what the fuck Jake is laughing about, it's like a clip art. What Peter was talking about. That's what it is. It is a uh, very low effort budget yeah. animation um, that you would find in like a uh, yeah, 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 like one of those videos that they would give. Like early developmental children with their <laughs> law trial. Early developmentally disabled. Any, any children of that? Fuck them. No, I thought it was just like a low bar joke for Pete. And then he delivered. You know, I never joked about this and then shit. And he delivered he said, so yeah, hard he s- on this joke. When he said animated, I was like, Kevin Hart's not in this movie. Yeah, right. I was like, "Where's he gonna go with this? What what's animated about this movie? How can they how can they pull this off?" And then he fucking nailed it right in the head. This <clears> is like sure enough, I, there was uh, a I told uh, Kurt about Beyblade Moses. <laughs> I thought he was just joke. I riffed with him for like four minutes on that, and then he sent a link, and I was like, "Oh <clears throat> no!" But it does explain the tension between the Egyptians. And the Hebrews, as the Egyptians played Yu-Gi-Oh! That, and the Hebrews were the Beyblade. Beyblades. <laughs> Moses play, played Beyblade. <laughs> Beyblade, 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 I made it out of clay. <laughs> Man. It all makes sense. <laughs> Judaism would be so much more fun if like, they made them Beyblades instead of dreidels. I, I'd, what do we I'd do on this one. night, this holiest night of nights? We let it rip. We let it rip. <laughs> 
Hanukkah's not the holiest night in the Jewish calendar. That would be Passover. Actually, I think Rosh Hashanah starts today. Rosh Hashanah starts today, kids. Yeah, Rosh Hashanah. Uh, Yesterday at sundown. Yesterday at sundown, because that's when the Jewish day starts. We we let it rip. Oh, good shit. Let's go around the table and let it rip. Uh, last thing I have to say about Trial of the Chicago 7 is that Sasha Baron uh, Yes, I did notice that. Uh, the one thing I got to say about it is that there was also a lot of protests about like civil rights in the trailer, so I feel like this is going to trigger some people. It's going to be a very Good thing it's going topical. straight to Netflix. So if you're anybody who doesn't like that... But you see, Jake, they're protesting a war. Everyone agrees war is bad. But not everyone apparently agrees that civil rights are good. That's why we're having That's these we're on the fence. We're on the, we're on the fence about that stuff. We're, like, we're on the fence about this. You know, equality sounds good, but is it really the way to go? In practice, is it really that great? I mean, the path to hell is paved with good intentions. That's all I'm going to say. Um... Yeah, trailer for Ness starring Jude Law. Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't pay much attention to it. Uh, but of... Jude Law plays a entrepreneur who persuades his wife Allison and their children to leave the comforts of suburban America to return to England. I think we've talked about this movie before because I remember that exact plot from a trailer we discussed earlier. But somehow this is trailer one released. The 14th of September. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. I mean, it looks like just some sort of romantic drama, high life British movie. Yeah. I, don't know, I, I personally wasn't a, this didn't draw me and I feel like this is one of the, one of those dramatic movies that, uh, maybe like Oscar bait or Academy Award bait, something like that. Um, so I'm sure it's good. They they said they they the actors both gave like amazing performances, and I'm sure that they did. So I, if you're into that sort of thing, well, so did the actors in the lighthouse. But I can't really go out there and call that movie as being particularly. That good. was a masterpiece. What are you talking about? It was shot in black and white. It's bad luck to kill a seabird. Yeah, come on. I was on the edge of my seat when they killed that seabird. When I took him by the neck and whipped it around like a ragdoll. You're fond of me, lobster. And then it, when... An uncomfortable period, amount of time. He just beat that bird against the rock for like three and straight minutes. who could for, forget the famous line, Hark, or you smell like jism. <laughs> I mean, the most famous line of that movie is, Why'd you spill your Why'd beans? Why'd you spill your beans? <laughs> Referring. Boys with this mustache have a hundred percent chance of spilling their beans. Uh, Synchronic is a movie starring Anthony Mackie uh, about paramedics in New Orleans who uh, take drugs, or at least Anthony Mackie's character takes drugs, and it causes tension. You're tearing me apart, Mackie Falcon. <laughs> Uh, what we're always know you for. I hope he knows that. Yeah, the the drug scenes in this are almost as good as the ones in Get Duped. 
<laughs> yeah, seriously. Almost. Yeah, this seems like it's going to be a little, a little bit of a trippy movie with uh, how they portray the the people on the drugs or what the, what they're seeing maybe, behind their eyes. Maybe the drugs will let us diegetically access the allegorical content of the film. Who knows? I don't know. Okay. User review. Maybe. Okay, criteria. user review. <laughs> but it seems like there's um, this new drug going around. I think that's what it's about. Is that synchronic yeah, is. is the there's name a of the new drug. designer drug and Anthony Mackey's character starts taking it because it helps with his medical issue. Yep. Uh, and he gets addicted, probably. Probably. Yep. Thus the impetus of the film. Uh, next up, we have The Father. It's a movie starring Anthony Hopkins. He plays a man who has dementia, but isn't quite really coming to grips with that. Yeah, and uh, his daughter... Hires a person to look after him, and then he gets kind of defensive about it because, like, again, they're in yeah. denial, so they're thinking, "I don't need anybody to help me with it." But then, over the course of the movie, series of events happen where it shows him and other people that he really is losing it, or yeah, it's they're trying, they're plotting against him. It's a big scary about the Alzheimer's. It is, and it's it's kind of sad. Um, so, if you know anybody with that and like haven't experienced that, fun. Get ready for some weird crying. emotions to pop up, especially if it runs yeah. in your family. Yeah, then it'll happen to you. Yep, it will. Probably, possibly. Nope. Fact: You will get dementia, and you will forget. That you left the toast in the microwave. What? Public service announcement from your friendly hey, neighborhood Sometimes stuff. you want the melty butter without the crunch. Toast in the microwave. But then it's not toast if you use the microwave. It's going to be soggy, warm bread. Yeah, exactly. That's what dementia's like. <laughs> I call it... Dementia is just eating soggy, warm bread. Yeah. I call it the yeasty bean bag. <laughs> Your brain turns into soggy warm bread. God damn it. <laughs> I don't know why they got me. Um, because it's terrible. This is your also brain. kind of true. This is a brain on dementia. Soggy warm like bread. Soggy warm bread. Layers of it's... soggy warm bread. The universe is like <laughs> layers of soggy warm bread. <laughs> For billions, Why are you communicating with my son? Of layers of soggy warm bread. Imagine a tube filled with soggy warm bread. That's the universe <laughs> after the Big Bang. I mean, it's not—it's not a bowl. <laughs> it's more like a piece of soggy warm bread. <laughs> this is this is a piece of soggy warm bread. Now imagine a so- piece of soggy warm bread three blocks wide. <laughs> And then you'd have a really big piece of soggy warm bread. It's true. It's true, Your Honor. This man has no bread. (laughs) It's one of those phrases that's full of upsetting words (laughs) when you put them together. 
limp. We had another one of those earlier. It was just very upsetting phrases, but I don't remember what it was. I've blocked it from my memory, apparently. <laughs> Makes sense. Oh. Um, uh, Love and Monsters is a, a trailer that got dropped a couple days ago. Um, and it looks okay. Indeed. I, I can't tell. Was this a comedy? I think so. It's a lighthearted thing. It's a lighthearted coming of age adventure comedy sort of deal. Yeah, uh, like post-apocalyptic monsters somehow come from somewhere and attack the world and put everything into disarray. And the main character is trying to find his girlfriend or love of his life. I don't know. I don't know how close they were. Yeah, they've been separated for a while since the outbreak, pretty much. Yeah, and. Uh, he's been searching for years, and he finally got a beat on her, but he has to cross 80-some-odd miles to her colony uh, through monster-infested lands, uh, which is very dangerous. And then he meets uh, the cast of The Last of Us along the way. Uh-huh. And if you, uh, goes, yeah. if you want to get spoiled on this whole movie, before you go, uh, go watch Koopo and the Age of Wonder Beasts. It's the same plot. Uh, but what if there's a twist? Or there's a twist in Koopa. But, like, what if it's a different twist in this one? What if it's the same twist? <laughs> what I if won't it's spoil uh, it for the people. Pizza pipeline cinnamon twisty stick. <laughs> cinnamon Trixie stick. That's the one. Trixie cinnamon sticks. Oh, pizza pipeline. <laughs> It's still my favorite. I, 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 the one thing that concerns me is that there's a dog in this movie. Oh, yeah, that dog's dying. That dog will die. For emotional impact. Give, That's give what, me yeah, my I Oscar. had the same thought when I saw the dog. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. That dog, you're not going to make it. Stop putting dogs in movies. They're only it there never to ends die. Well for them. <laughs> and I will cry. Try me. Every time. Uh, next up, we have the opening act, which is a movie written and directed by comedian Steve Byrne, starring every stand-up comedian you can shake a stick at. That's, I feel and like a that's few you can't. One of the big oh, like Louis C.K. No, no, Louis C.K. shakes his stick. Louis C.K. shook his stick. He broke the golden rule. <laughs> Never he shake shook your his stick. stick at them. <laughs> you let them shake your stick at you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Never shake your stick at them. Let them shake your stick. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's awesome. We'll see. Maybe um maybe this will get all the comedians back from Austin, Texas, because Texas <laughs> just stole a ton of comedians from LA. Well, because LA is very expensive to live in, and Austin is pretty much the same town in terms of like. Culture. type of people yeah yeah but in a state with no income tax with a little an abundance of far or not cheap real estate but compared to la cheap real estate what works a little better for for a up-and-coming comedian i think this is really yeah. i think this is a cool idea for a movie um to kind of like do like a a retrospective or a perspective into the comedian world because I find it very interesting, um, especially to see where they are now, like the big people, like uh, Tom Segura, Brooke Kreischer, Christina P., Joe Rogan. I mean, they're, they all 
everybody fucking has a podcast of some sort. Joe um, Rogan's a weird one. His career arc is very strange. Yeah, it's because he got a website first. He was the first well, man with a website. Yeah, <laughs> he was also the host of Fear Factor for a number of years. Yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. Uh, that was like my first exposure to him. Yeah, I think I think that was and actually. Then he a, started. I feel like that was commentating like a lot of people's. And then he started commentating on UFC fights, and I'm like, why is the former host of Fear Factor commentating on UFC fights? He's been all over the place. All over the place. And, I think that's it's it's yeah. really cool though. I always thought stand up was like the weakest part of his portfolio. It's not a very good comic. I think it's the um, thing that he enjoys the most, though. Oh, yeah, which sure. Is, which is something... I don't enjoy when he does it. <laughs> I, I don't mind him. I, I have, like, some of his stuff. His chittering cats bit was, uh... It sent me through the fucking roof. So this, uh... This looks pretty good. Um, they got a lot of the big Asian comedians, Ken Jeong, and, uh... I'm, I'm convinced that this is a scheme... You know how, like, some movies are just money laundering schemes? This yeah. is a bad joke laundering scheme. They're like, hey guys, pull up all that material that just sucked, that just bombs ass, and we'll put it in a movie. I'll put it there. Feel good. It's like at, um, there was a thing at, at college that uh, the all the honor students did, which I never participated in, because I didn't write that much. They're like, all that creative writing you do, we're going to have a big party where everyone reads the worst creative writing they did over the year, and then we burn it all in a bonfire. So is this like a this is like a patchwork quilt movie? And each like patch is another comedian's failed joke? Yes. And then they just handed it to some writers, and they made a blanket out of it. Mm, I'm pr- it seems a lot more cohesive than that. No, I, think, I hope this is what it's like. I hope we're just going to go all over the place because there was a black guy, an Asian guy. Speaking of all over the place, the probably several, uh, the Wolf of Snow Hollow. Yep. Um, The content of the movie seems like a a comedy, horror comedy, uh, and the trailer is cut like it's a uh, dramatic horror mystery. (laughs) So there's... There's a uh, mis- disconnect here between the writers and director of the movie and the marketing department, which is not uncommon. Mm-hmm. But many a movie, many a great movie has been sunk by poor marketing. At least the movie shines the Princess through. Bride. Like it, it, I understood what it, the movie is actually going for, regardless of how the trailer uh, was able to portray it. Um yeah, it looks like it's got a couple jokes, got a couple funnies. Yeah, I like when uh, you know they got the posse together, and the guy's like, "I can't ask you all to play with me because of the goddamn government." That's right. The goddamn lawyers. Oh, lawyers! Yeah, <sighs> close enough. I like the. Uh, uh, it's like I'm gonna find him and I'm gonna ki- bring him to justice. Bring him to justice. <laughs> this is like. Yeah. God, this is like porn acting levels. Yeah, that's what it really—that's what instantly reminded me of. Well, there's the porn parody is already broke, like baked in the milf of Snow Hollow, where there's a there's a hot milf walking around, a were cougar. 
as you you might believe. I feel like the and town has to fucking have a all horrified the young men. Would that be yeah, or the, the wolf of blow hollow? Yeah, blow hollow. Blow swallow. Or blow swallow. Yeah, there we go. Blow swallow. The there milf of blow swallow. <laughs> the milf of blow swallow. You've done it. And that, my friends, is how adult film pitch meetings go. <laughs> <laughs> it's that quick. They film it the same day and they make their money. All right. We need our casting department to put together an act. And the casting department is literally a dude out back with a fishing rod <laughs> waiting for a bite. Oh, he, got he hangs dollar. a little dildo over the river. <laughs> See if anyone <laughs> starts sucking his yanks on it. Oh, we got one. <laughs> yep. Goes the, the, the rainbow ones catch all the milfs. <laughs> you want girls to go to the, the suburbs around trout. You gotta go to the suburbs so around two p.m. and just knock on the doors and see who's home. If it's a lady, there you go. The, uh, that's the milf of blow swallow. Um, right, that was the one. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, the place of no words. Do we have yeah. any words for this? I, there's a Not... monster with a big nose, and oh wait, is this like a dad with from... cancer? So we go into a magical realism world kind of movie. Probably. I don't know. Well, the synopsis just says a young boy, but I could have sworn that was a girl from the trailer. Yeah. Um, battles the complexities of a grown-up world with his father. Written and directed by Mark Webber. Uh. I thought it was the same people who did Where the Wild Things Are, but apparently not. It has that feel. Yeah. I got big Where, where the Wild Things Are. It's very fantastical. Uh, yeah. Well, it's got, yeah, it take, it. I'm assuming half of it takes place in the daughter's imagination land. Because there's like yeah. Vikings no, and fairies and sci-fi lasers. I'm pretty sure this is going to be like a Pan's Labyrinth type deal. <laughs> Where someone has cancer and dies at the end of it, either the child or the dad. Yeah. Oh, well, it's gonna make then, some, a lot of people sad. Are you ready to cry? Do you want to cry, boy? Uh, and uh, yeah, the big one, Mandalorian season two. Oh shit! That's right. Yeah, Mandalorian Season 2 came out with that stuff, and uh, people have been picking that apart like no tomorrow to try to figure out what the fuck's going to happen. I mean... I hate when people... It, like, what's the, even the point? Um, yeah. It's interesting to see what uh, people think, or, or it like reminds you that certain characters exist in this massive universe. Some people are saying it might tie into Rebels, um, which would be good to see them well, finish up that story. Supposedly Rosario Dawson's gonna play what's your face. Yeah, Sorkatano. Uh we did not see her. Um but we did see uh another character named Sabine Wren. Uh which would be really cool because she's a Mandalorian, uh and he could she could teach a lot about the culture to Mando and you know, continue some of that education. I hear that's what everyone's calling him now. Mando. Well, they Mando. never gave us a name. Well, they. I know they never gave us a name. Call him Mando I... in the fucking show. Mando. Oh, damn, that's, that's not what everybody's calling him. That's what they call him in the show. Um, 
That's what one character calls him. In the yeah, show. So, uh, oh, all right, fine. You know, fuck it. I'll say the Mandalorian. Huh? Huh? <laughs> the Mandalorian. Uh, well, the guy in the big Carl armor. Carl Weathers <laughs> calls him Mando. God, um, can't fucking abbreviate anything around here. To... Well, it's just I mean, it oh, sounds the, stupid the because Mando. there's another Star Wars character called Lando. <laughs> that, I did not say Lando though. I said Mando. I know. I understand what you, I'm telling you. The Man. name is stupid it's because it's similar to a. I'm sorry. Did I say Lando? No, I said Mando. Different word. <laughs> you just don't. Get it, do you, Jake? Yeah, yeah, they're two different words. I get it fine, and they're very close together. I'm sorry you have an issue with that. Just just take those coverings on Jesus. your ears and remove them with your handos. Handos. <laughs> and then go drive to practice for your bando. Bando. And maybe if you're hungry, pick up some Pando Express. Oh, yeah. And put Nando's it in the back of your right Lambo. There, Jake. Nando's was right there, but we don't live in England, so it's not applicable. Actually, no, there's Nando's Perry. There is? Yeah. In, in, Nando's, in B-more? Nando's Chicken in Beemore, yeah. A couple of them around here. Have you been there? I, I need to know how it, how it stands. Yeah, but up. it's like it's like Peruvian, I think it's like Peruvian or something chicken. Interesting. It's a lot of, all chicken. You want anything other than chicken, you can't have it. The restaurant that, that's called Nando's Chicken serves chicken. Nando's Perry. Yeah. Although, cluck you chicken... Uh, the next town over from me uh, has burgers, so I guess I guess they can be expected to diversify a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 all right, time for the follow-up domestic box office report for the 37th weekend of the year. Getting, getting to the finish here, September 11th through 13th, 2020. Uh, Tenet holding on to the top spot, but down almost 67% to $6.7 million. Uh, total gross of 29.5. At least domestically, worldwide, another $178 million, so $207 million. Pretty impressive total for a uh, pandemic. Honestly, for... There needs to have there needs to be a movie or a name for the movies that are released during the pandemic. Uh, pandemos, since we're just throwing O onto everything now. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're just throwing throwing fucking O's. Curdo, Curdo, keep on going with the new Muvo. <laughs> that just sounds wrong. Um, it's yourself, Curdo. <laughs> New mo- new mutant mutanos, uh, <laughs> 2.089 million dollars. Uh, down 50 feeders, uh, total domestic gross of 15.3 mil, uh, another 14 mil worldwide, so just under 30 mil. I gotta think that's losing money. Yeah, I unhinged feel- hangs on in third, one and a half million dollars. Uh, thirteen million dollars total gross in five weeks. Uh, another twelve million international. Yeah, but that that couldn't have been expensive to make. I mean, it was just a guy driving around in a truck, right? No, that that was probably made for a uh, 
I, I, I say I can say a little hot dog and a handshake because I'm sure that Russell Crowe, judging by appearances, <laughs> accepted payment in the form of food. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Opening in fourth, the Broken Hearts Gallery with $1.126 million. Um, after a breakup, a young woman decides to start a gallery where people can leave trinkets from past relationships. And I'm sure she finds love. Twee, brah. Twee. Bill and Ted face the music. Falling from fourth to fifth, two hundred ninety-two thousand uh, dollars. It's made three million dollars worldwide at the box office, uh, but it was available for streaming, so I'm sure it's making some money on that. Judging by the IMDb user review count, it's it's generated some sufficient buzz. Words on bathroom walls uh, actually climbs to sixth this week, two hundred thirty k. The SpongeBob movie Sponge on the Run, still in the box office. Um, $225,000. It's made $4 million worldwide. Uh, personal history of David Copperfield, falling from 6th to 8th, down 40.6%. It's a bit of an ouchie right there. $194,000. It's made $11.8 mil, million worldwide. Peninsula in ninth with a... Uh, you know, this would have been impressive earlier in the pandemic, but now, yeah. in the face of some like actual seven-digit numbers here, the fifty-two thousand dollar gross here doesn't seem too impressive. But that was only in eighty-five theaters. Uh, worldwide, it's made thirty-five million dollars. I'm pretty sure that wasn't the biggest budget movie in the world. Yeah, because that was shot. That was a, I believe, a South Korean movie. So yeah. it's probably shown over there a lot more. I want to see a North Korean movie. Just out of curiosity. <laughs> I can There's, tell they you have the North Korean Godzilla. Short, fat, and let me uh, let me look it up here. A familiar haircut. It's a coming of age story with a with an yeah. uncle that he does not like. Yes. Yeah, that, that <laughs> was news that broke recently. Uh, Polgasari. You want a North Korean movie? Am I going to be on a, a oh. list? 1985. It was right before, you know, it was right as they were starting to like split it all off there. Well, I mean, this is well after the war. I love, I love Korean names. Hold the sorry. Pak Sung-ho. Oh, yeah. that's No, that's what happens. Um, the director was kidnapped by the North uh, Korean secret, oh secret intelligence to make this fucking movie. Yeah, that, that checks out. That tracks. Uh, Cutthroat City rounds out the top 10 with $41,000. Now, keen returning viewers will be like, hey, two things, Kurt. Where's my Dark Christmas in the Dark report? And once again, it has fallen out of the box office. And two, where's the Spotlight film? Well, we weren't really all that interested in any of these movies that we haven't really talked about yet. <coughs> However, there is one movie that released fairly recently 
onto Disney Plus that has been such a disaster uh, in terms of public reception that we just had to take a look at it. And I'm sure most of you have deduced by now that we are, in fact, referring to Mulan, the live-action remake uh, from Disney here, which has... uh, Generated its fair share of controversy. Oh, yeah. Uh, just not only is it just a generally bad movie, um, it was also part of it was shot in the province that I believe is, I think it's because they are housing the Uyghur uh, prisoners. Camps. Yeah, let's call them prisoners. Uh, they're basically re education slash concentration camps. Bad human uh, for, rights thingies. Yeah, for Chinese Uyghurs. Uh, if you don't know, they are being persecuted because of their religion, which they are Muslim. But mm-hmm. they live in China. Yeah. Um, so it has a 75% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 51% audience score. So uh, my conspiracy theory that you can't keep a job as a major newspaper reviewer unless you uh, just give good reviews to every movie starring a woman or written or directed by a woman in which this is a uh, this is a triple threat trifecta here uh, yeah I give those positive reviews because pretty much every other critic is ramming this hard uh, it has a 67 on Metacritic for largely the same reasons but only a 5.3 Four out of ten on IMDb, which is pretty low. I believe there are some Neil Breen movies that eclipse that. Um, the Neil Breen threshold. The Breen threshold. Yeah, sixty-two percent of Google users like this. As a four point one out of five on Facebook for whatever the fuck that means. Uh, the audience rating summary from over twenty thousand reviews submitted to Google. Is uh, two point seven out of five, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do a deep dive here. We've heard a lot about this, mm-hmm. pretty much all bad, yeah. But we're gonna do a deep dive on some IMDb user reviews and and really get the the sense for what's going on in this movie. And believe it or not, we found some positive reviews. Uh, so I'll kick off here with. Uh, Emilix's 10-star review of Mulan titled Feelin' Proud submitted September 4th, 2020. This was such a cool movie. It uplifts you and gives you hope. I kept saying, yay, you go, girl, in various scenes in this movie. Such a cool movie. The movie sends a message to all women out there. These are just sentences. Amazing. Uh, you can do it. You are amazing and strong. <laughs> you feel the... You f- How do you spell say that name? The lead actress played her part amazingly. This role fits her perfectly. I didn't know that Jet Li had a part in this movie. But that is so cool that Jet Li was in this movie. This movie is motivational, similar to how the animated movie Brave is. It is an inspirational movie and uplifting. A movie for everyone. Except 
half the population of the world. If you could change your audience, would you do it? Would you? <laughs> um, hey, Jake, take it, take well, it on, buddy. Sorry, I'll, I'll I'll try to talk through this fast. This one's a little bit long. Um, one out of ten, Disney. You brought shame upon your family by Jocko sixty fifty two. This is probably the worst movie I have seen in the last two years. And mind that Mulan is still one of my favorite cartoon movies. So that's quite something to achieve. Let me put it simple. Every time the script diverged from the cartoon, it was for the worst. They left out the best parts and added the most ridiculous nonsense you can imagine. Uh, they break it down very nicely in bullet points. The Witch. Why add this character? How lazy do you have to be as a screenwriter to only be able to make the story quote, work by adding character that can morph into any other character? Betrayal? Complicated motives? Multi-layered characters? No. It was just the witch who took over the knight, the king's servant. The Phoenix. Absolutely useless trope. I would argue that the story of Mushu in the cartoon was written better that the that the whole uh, I think that's the thing they meant than the whole Mulan 2020 script the dumb phoenix from the ashes metaphor has been done a thousand times please for God's sake can these people have one original idea loyal brave and true these words appear like ten times through the movie yet absolutely nothing comes from it that wouldn't originally appear. In the Mulan story, it's like making a Harry Potter movie and having the word magic appear on every item. Yeah, we know. It's a movie about bravery. We have all seen the cartoon. Scenery. The landscapes are beautiful. If this would be a documentary, did and <laughs> if this would be a documentary, did anyone tell the director that the landscapes in a movie need to make sense? I felt like I'm watching an old spice commercial. I'm on top of a mountain. Now I'm in a desert. Look at look back at me. Now I'm in a volcano. <laughs> in summer, the movie had three young, uh, uh, very strong virtues, but I'm not talking about loyal, brave, and true. The three words that come to mind are ridiculous, dumb, and lazy. So yeah, don't watch. Don't buy. Just watch the cartoon another time. 726 out of 1,047 found this out. Big helpful ones. Wow. Ooh, baby. I, yeah. That was, I believe that was the featured review when you on the main page. Yeah. My... I, the helpful ones in my range were not uh, fun to read, um, so I had to go a little further down. But in doing so, I have been spoiled with literally four that I have not been able to choose between. It's really fucking tough because there's we have a perfect mix of long scathing reviews, short broken English reviews, <laughs> and nonsense and. And, and just everything in between. There's four of them. So I, so I'm so good. All right, we're gonna. All right, I'm gonna read a short one, and if you'll indulge me, well, I'll read one short one and one long one. All right, I'll read the long okay. one first. Do we want shade, Moss Fan 18's Shades of Shyamalan's The Last Airbender, or Carlin White's I Feel Sorry for the Kids These Days? They're both. I promise. Carlin you, White. Both worth it. Okay. Is he? Is he the? Is he the? Carlin White. It's with a K. K A R L I N White. All right. Read it. All right. Six out of ten. I feel sorry for the kids these days. I la- so I laughed at this because well, you'll, you'll, 
so cheesy. When I was a kid, everything at Disney put out was in level of art. I'd play it with that. But what they put out these days is just something to kill time with. This movie version of Mulan has a great shooting set, computer graphics, casting, and acting, but all goes down due to not the failure of individuals, but the incompatibility of the script, its foundation. At the beginning, the movie goes all fine. Your awe and expectations grow and grow, and then starting from the middle, it becomes so cheesy. Level of cliche reaches the roof. Is Disney underestimating our young generation? Do they not know that they are used to exploding buildings and dead-hit gunfires? Oh yes, sure, the last scene was moving. But that one redeeming quality can only do so much. Who in the right mind can be okay with that horrible time pause they portrayed in the war scene? My stomach feels so greasy, I need to go to the market and buy a gallon of 100% condensed vegetable drink. Why don't I run, time it well, jump off to lower ground, get on a running horse just like that, and bust my prostate? 123 out of 267, found it helpful. (laughs) That's pretty good. Bust my prostate. (laughs) Bust my prostate. (laughs) Peter busted his prostate, oh no. (laughs) Peter, it wasn't an invitation to try and bust your prostate. (laughs) I 100% condensed vegetable drink. (laughs) Yeah, that'll that'll clear you right out. (laughs) My stomach feels so greasy. Greasy. I don't even want to know how that happens. Um, All right. Tron North has a review of Mulan. It's 10 stars. Uh, it was amazing. Lead actress is very good. Same with Donnie Yen. I can I can second Donnie Yen, but... Uh, September 4th, 2020. I like this film. People just hating on it because social media tells them and only because people don't know how to think for themselves, ellipses yet... The story isn't very similar to the animated film, which made it pretty interesting to see what it has to offer. Also, people going like, they ruined, is obviously just another mindless person, once again, don't know how to think for themselves. Themself. Uh, People needs to learn how to be an individual for once. Okay. Shockingly... 358 out of 927 people found that helpful. Okay. Okay, Boomer. Uh, Tron North. Um, Maybe it's bad because it's bad. Uh, There's a... Okay, so they also... I clicked on their profile because I was curious. They have been a IMDb member for three years, eight months, and they have a Star Wars Rise of Skywalker review with pretty much the same thesis statement. You kids need to learn how to think for yourselves and judge movies properly, LOL. Lil, LOL, you kids are so jealous because Disney is making more money than you can ever make in your lifetime, LOL. Let's all imagine if George Lucas made this movie exactly the same way and no differences. You kids would hate it, wouldn't hate it, right? LOL. What? <laughs> Literally, literally, message. Think for yourself, but listen to what I have to say. So you don't have to think for yourself. I think this is a troll uh, account because they have a a episode seven review 
that says, great movie. People only give bad, gives bad reviews because there is no Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, or Dwayne Johnson in it. All It all matters on looks these days, not the plot or comedian. Yeah, that's just why. looks. Moana is boring and not even funny. People only gave it good reviews all because Dwayne Johnson was on it, not the plot itself. The lightsaber fight was good and sound effects sound so awesome. And it's awesome when more than one event is happening throughout the Star Wars films. Once again, people only give it bad reviews because there's no Paul Walker in it or Dwayne Johnson or Vin Diesel. People only write movies based on looks and rather than plot and comedian. Who said that? Points off for repeating your statement. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put something original there, buddy. Jeez. All right. Anyways. Jake. Uh, so, 1 out of 10. Daniel K. Utsk, 7th, 14th of September. The Alley Express production, <laughs> Wuhan, 2020. <laughs> Unknown virus of unspecified origin. A terrible movie aimed exclusively at the Chinese audience for making money and nothing more. As it turned out, this masterpiece was not appreciated. Even in China, 10 out of 10 found that helpful. Wow. Give you the short but sweet one. So the other one, um, I'll finish it off on a short one too. We can either do uh, Ring of Suns, Woman's Dark Age, Best Time Woman Rise, or uh, Draw My Dreams, This Is And Movies for Children, Not for Us Adults. Um, I think the... The Women Rise, Woman Time okay. one. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's do it. Ring of Sun, 5 out of 10. Woman's Dark Age Time, Best Woman Rise. This movie has no great story. Not better acting, but this movie emotion. Woman Power Rising. Woman's Their Sloth Movement, How to Become. A Strongest Will, that show here. That's very good thing in this movie. It's like I'm in a slam poetry contest. One out of one found <laughs> is helpful. Oh, well, 100% found it helpful, at least. And they don't they don't like the movie. Yeah. Um. All right. So I guess that is our cue to transition into gaming news. Um. Well, there's a lot of... Not a lot of separate events and stories happen here but there is a lot to get into on some of these so uh the ps5 pricing was announced it's 500 dollars for the with disk drive model and 400 dollars for the without disk drive model they are otherwise identical um and pre-orders went live Eight to twelve hours earlier than they were supposed to in some cases, and uh, scalpers and bots snatched them up really quick, and a lot of people weren't able to get their pre-orders for the PS5 in. Um, I think more stuff, more stocks probably coming for that. I wouldn't worry too much about that. But a similar situation happened to people looking to score a NVIDIA RTX 3080. Um, I went through this experience myself. I was there at 8.59 a.m. Eastern Time, one minute before the card was set to release. I was on NVIDIA's page and Best Buy's page and Newegg's page. Uh, I hit F5 to refresh at 9 a.m. I saw Notify Me when it's in stock. I hit F5 again and sold out. Uh, 
the all the cards sold out in less than like 10 seconds uh most of them to bots there have been screenshots of people who use bots to snag as many as 50 mm-hmm. cards and it led to a lot of bad feelings around the internet uh people responded by writing their own bots to drive up scalping bids on eBay to levels that no one would possibly bid and not pay for them. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of accusations that this was a paper launch and there was no stock to begin with. Uh, Gamers Nexus did a video where they talked to a lot of AIB partners and stuff, and apparently the stock was similar to last generation's launch, but those also sold out almost immediately. Uh, But the demand for this was a lot higher, they said. Um, Restocks are coming. There should be more cards available in the next couple of weeks, and it seems like October is going to be the big restock. Um, So that's when when most of us are going to be able to get our hands on a card. It's, It's wild. The memes flying fast and frenzatically. Yeah, uh, 3090 is probably going to be a similar shit. Well, 3090 might not be as big a shit show because uh, there might not be as big a resale market for that. <laughs> Frustrated gamers are battling eBay scalpers with fake $50,000 bids and RTX 3080 paper editions. Yes, I, I've seen several paper and picture editions. There's a there's a, a eBay like a, or bid page. Where it's an NVIDIA RTX 3080 pre-order custom edition photo. And it's just a like a Microsoft Paint drawing of the thing. And it says, fuck you on it. <laughs> yeah. And there's a, like, I'll send you a, a picture of the sold out page on NVIDIA's website. For, if you pay this money, 30% goes to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. That's funny. Um, Yeah. Uh, speaking of the PS5, after a lot of back and forth about whether or not we would see $70 games for the PS5, it appears like the answer is unfortunately yes. Oh. Um, at least some developers are going to... I know Ubisoft has said they're going to keep it fifty nine ninety nine for at least a little while, but... Demon Souls is going to cost sixty nine ninety nine on the PlayStation Five, and uh, it seems like many other we've already seen two K twenty twenty one or whatever uh, priced at that much as well. So it seems like there's going to be more more listings following suit. Unfortunately, so the inevitable price rise has come. It's going to make. I mean, I understand rising development costs too. A degree are going to necessitate that eventually, but games have shifted their business model now, where a lot of their money is made post-launch through shit like loot boxes and shit like that. And games are being released half-finished, and you're getting less features, and now they're going to charge more money. It's really, really difficult to stomach that. Mm -hmm. That's why... um... That's why a lot of my catalog is not AAA stuff at all. I have probably two AAA games that I've bought. One is Breath of the Wild, because that game has enough content on its own without having to buy DLCs. 
that has kept me engaged for a very long time. And um, the other is Borderlands, which we all play together for a long time. Um, And the DLCs are... No, they're not, but um, there's enough shit in them. They're reasonably, they're pretty reasonably priced, and you do get a fair amount of uh, extra content with your DLC. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a rough one, um, Mister Grinch. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess related to that, I have a small small announcement. There's a trailer for a game out, but I think we. Maybe not on the on the stream because our stream we're we're trying to move towards uh, more uh, multiplayer party type experiences, but for like a let's play or something at some point. Um, Spark the Electric Jester Three. This was like a Sonic sort of fan tribute type of game, and the third they've been iterating. The second one was kind of like a play on Sonic Adventure Two. Very 3D, very uh, runny 3D Sonic action, and then this one's like even more so. And it's like this seems like something we would like. I don't know. I'll put <laughs> it out there. I'll I'll pull up the I'll throw you the trailer and take a look at it. See if even if we don't play it, seems like something we as Sega people might enjoy. Yeah, I uh, we we did Sonic Adventure two. It's the first game we ever did. It uh, was frustrating at times. Use two boots. So, Cyberpunk 2077 system requirements have been released, and they're pretty reasonable. So, you're not going to need a high end gaming PC to enjoy Cyberpunk 2077. The minimum system requirements are. Windows 7 or 10, 64-bit, uh, DirectX 12, and Intel Core i5 3570K or AMD FX8310, 8GB um, memory, a NVIDIA GTX 780 or RX470, and 70GB of hard drive space. Uh, the recommended requirements still are pretty reasonable. I think most people have configs that can meet these. And that's 64-bit Windows 10, DirectX 12, a Core i7-4790, or a AMD Ryzen 3 3200G, which is a pretty low-end part. Uh, 12 gigabytes of memory, a 1060 6GB, or a AMD Radeon R9 Fury, or better. R9 Fury is a pretty old card. Uh, so I think most of the like 580, 590 stack they have in the 50, definitely the 5500 XT and the 5600 XT should be able to handle that. No problem. Mm. Uh, so that's nice. It looks like they're taking time to optimize their game. Well, like doom eternal is so well optimized. It runs like a dream on a lot of hardware. Same with doom. 2016 was the same way. So it, if you take the time to actually optimize your fucking game, turns out it can run well on a lot of stuff. Uh, not unlike a Crisis Remastered. <laughs> Bring back the well, Crisis memes. Yes. So there is a graphic setting on the remastered version. So the regular remastered version of Crisis 
runs pretty well on it runs better than the OG Crisis on some more modern hardware because they've reoptimized the engine to be more in line with the uh, industry trends in terms of multi-core versus single-core performance. However, there is a graphics setting called Can It Run Crisis? <laughs> that is the maximum graphics options for the game. And at 4K, the developers have claimed that there is not a single GPU on the planet that can achieve 30 frames per second in true 4K. And the top graphics card they used was the GeForce 8800 Ultra. And it struggled to maintain a smooth 30 FPS on a 4K mo- is, uh, monitor. Now, I, I just have to, like, part of me wonders, did they do this for the PR because it's, and just make it, like, a 4K experience, but not optimized? Is there, you know, is there a secret way that they could, like, yeah, we could have made this 4K and run fine on well, top no, end stuff. no, it runs fine on, like, high settings. I'm talking about the Cannon Run Crisis. Is there a version of Cannon Run Crisis that's like super well optimized and can run on high end stuff as opposed to what they're claiming with the version that they gave us? That's my conspiracy theory. Probably not. So like most games are optimized. So like to push visual quality at a certain point, like there's no amount of optimization you can do because the, the techniques just put too much stress on the hardware. Okay. And you have to wait for the technology to catch up. And yes, the can it run crisis mode is a gimmick. The game looks stunning on like the next visual setting down. And it runs fine because that's what the game's optimized at running around. Uh, and most people should realize this and it might help their frame rates out a little bit. Uh, most games are optimized to run at, like, high settings, not ultra. Ultra is for screenshots. High is for actually playing the game. Uh, certain games you can run at ultra, and get if you get the frame rate you want, you get the frame rate you want. But there is a very small visual quality difference between high and ultra on the majority of games I've ever played, and a pretty significant performance increase from taking down that one little bit. And some games, it's even less noticeable like i play borderlands 3 on low just to make sure i get the maximum frame rate possible and i can't really tell i mean badass graphic settings obviously look better but it's not like a huge difference especially when you're moving around really fast and there's a bunch of particle effects on your screen so you can't see shit anyway (laughs) uh lastly i just want to because it only really matters if you're like going between things and like checking out the scenery and stuff like that but like yeah i I totally get what you mean sorry um i have a very important announcement for everyone there is a humble bundle currently going on for the next 12 days one hour 25 minutes and 28 seconds uh as of my saying that line (laughs) and is the you can pet the dog bundle hey it is full of games in which yes you can pet the dog uh, pay if you pay one dollar, you can get Scribble Knots Unlimited, Beyond Eyes, Dog Sled Saga, and Bulb Bitway. If you pay more than the average of four dollars and seventy one, you also get Shenmue One and Two, Where the Water Tastes Like Wine, and Death Gambit. And if you pay twelve dollars or more, you get Blair Witch, mm. which includes the update 
Good Boy Pack. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, you get the soundtracks for Bull Boy and Dog Sled Saga. And the charities that this is supporting are, of course, the Humane Society of the United States, Best Friends Animal Society, and Sweet Farm, which is a farm sanctuary. All very good charities, actually. I'm familiar with all three of them. They do good work. So, uh, that's a good... That's a good bundle just to, uh, if you want to support a few really good tra- charities and get some games at the same time, can do worse. Yeah. Just like you can do worse than watching Get Duped. That's a that's a pretty fucking accurate assessment. You could, you could do worse. You could do worse. Um, yeah, I described this movie to Kurt before I started as like, several points during the later half of this movie I was like wait why do I like this movie why am I enjoying it what the fuck Sam? it was a fun movie it was I, I think it's it was fun it didn't take itself too seriously it didn't have it didn't try to like force a message of any kind down our throats it's just like okay here's a, here's three dumbasses and one straight man and let's put them in a ridiculous situation and let hijinks ensue. Mm-hmm. This is... And there were some really, there were some good jokes. Like, I thought the police officers were fucking hilarious. That whole subplot oh, yeah. was great because nothing happens in the Highlands and their number one priority was tracking down a bread uh, thief. Bread thief. That, was, yeah. that was a great fucking monologue. Um, yeah, this is a movie that definitely would be in my DVD collection. And I would have watched it more like many times and people ask me why do you watch that so often i'm like oh fucking no it's just like i'll put it on um I just like the movie my my criticism against the movie i think is it needed i i think it could have done with a little bit of a touch-up um once the movie got rolling they had some i think the the people who were who created this had some set pieces and ideas in mind when they made it and they had to uh do some filling between them uh, I think that shows mostly in the beginning part. For me, the beginning part's a little slow. It's uh, it starts off with the the timing of the jokes isn't great. the The style doesn't you know it's just like it's too fast and at the same time it's not going anywhere. But once they get the fucking engine going, get the fucking chug going, then you're just like, why am I? What what is going on in a good in the best way? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was fun. I thought they had a really cool, and unique soundtrack. Um, the the moments when they were high was probably the the highlights of the movie. I think very Just unique the, editing style. Di- yeah, uh, really cool editing style. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun watching that. Uh, the the jokes, you know, some of them were a little dry and, and like not like like bust out laughing, but like it was unique to that culture and dialect to where it was interesting to just like to simply listen to what they were saying and uh just hearing the type of jargon that they use and like kind of comparing that to like how kids the our days talk when it's like bet lit off on fleek or whatever that's not even a word anymore (laughs) i don't even use that but whap 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 drip 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 I think I think my issues were it were probably some of the jokes that were may have worked for some other people, which was like the convenience of some of the situations 
which we'll go into a little bit later, but like just simply like the, the guy opening up the door and it happens to be all the farmers listening to his soundtrack and like, well, oh, they set that up con- a little early. Because I'm like, that's they... pretty convenient that he, he found the, the one place it's, that, it's... that are all looking for him and it's just him who walks in. Well, I don't, I don't think it was convenient, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, okay. Cause we're about that, to get fine. into fucking spoilers. more. I think there were, there were a number of, uh, like, what they said was funny moments. Uh, there are some good visual gags uh, and just the ridiculousness of some of the situations, especially towards the very end. Uh, I guess what you would call the climax were uh, just like, I didn't see, I didn't see yeah. the resolution of the climax coming. Yeah. <laughs> and I was uh, pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Was, everything sort of called back to itself for sure. Um, yeah, I would I would recommend this Everything movie, I guess, off. before yeah. we get into spoilers. I, I I would watch it again. I would say yeah. if you want opening act to like the to fucking like uh, Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead, if you want like a warm up movie, like an opening feature, this is the one to watch. Yeah. Yeah, very much in that vein. Uh I too would recommend this. I think of all the Amazon original stuff I've seen. Uh, this is probably the best I've seen so far, and it's 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 a lighthearted movie that you can just sit down and watch, have some laughs with some friends, yeah. and uh, yeah, that's it. Also, uh, you can watch this with your friends because Amazon Prime, at least on the web browser, has a watch party beta going. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I did it see that. Yeah, pretty that well. Cool. Diana and I used it to watch Knives Out. It works pretty well. Cool. Pretty pretty well. All right. So, spoiler alert. Spoiler. You don't Woo-hoo. want spoilers for Get Duke. Um, Get Duke. Yeah. So this movie is like a combo of a fucking like uh, a boys adventure movie, um, a old people masked hunting horror thing, and like a ridiculous fish out of water comedy. Sort of like yeah. Swish. I'm definitely um, uh, yeah. So that. Jake, first thing, they definitely did fucking set it up that it was like convenient because it was the one barn that had like lights on and there was like, <laughs> you know, it was music going on the outside. So they were drawn to that fucking barn. They were like, that's a that's a place that maybe someone will help us. But the the convenience thing is also like okay, it's that one that like they conveniently all happened to just like his music uh well they set up the music because he gave it to the one farmer i I know i know and when they found him again he was listening to it on his headphones when he was driving his tractor that's why he couldn't save them earlier but then the convenience of the of the of the the van rolling all the way from the top point of that hill not hitting anything in the highlands and then going off the cliff at the end which they had said it'll fall off a cliff at some point Mm -hmm. But these are also coming from, like, these are all points coming from people who have, like, just bad takes. The guy tried to light his shit on fire, and he's supposed to be an idiot. And it's like, okay, yeah, but it's going to probably hit a tree or hit a wall or something or hit another car. Now, that's like, it, it'll probably stop. That was why it was or, such or good stop comedy rolling. to me, because it was just so, it was, you know, what they say. That so unexpected. Unexpected. It was unexpected. So, and it's so and absurd, I thought, too, because everyone would think, like, when that thing rolled off, I'm like, oh, I'll probably just land in a fucking field somewhere. 
but it's less of a criticism and more of like a pet peeve. Fair I enough. guess is what I'm trying to say. Is like the the the, the well, convenience. You... I get that it's supposed to be like the ridiculousness of it, the the absurdity would... of of it, but like it's just the fact that that was such a major plot point because the main characters were just about to die. All right. I will counter this. Would you have preferred them gone the predictable route and have the police show up at the exact right time to bail them out? I don't know. I don't know. Because what I I, that's what I thought it was coming. And I'll tell you what. I thought that's I, what it was too. I enjoyed the fucking, fucking literal deus ex machina, literal machine from God yeah. falling down and saving them. And then I think, and then it, I think I didn't like it at first. But I liked it because it brought, because I was really kind of uh, surprised that the one kid who killed Mr. Uh, Carlisle wasn't that upset over having to kill an innocent person. Because he was like, oh shit, I literally just murdered somebody for no reason. And, And I'm like, you should probably be a little bit more torn up. Like, this is just a vandal. He's just graffitiing stuff and, and doing random you know shithead things but like he's not a murderer i'm going to but chalk I, that up too they didn't want to have a character have like a straight mental breakdown in their funny teen I, comedy I, I get it yeah so but then again you also don't see that often you know straight up murder yes in like in, in you know lighthearted comedies they had the blood well, splatter plug in and they wanted to use it it turns out it wasn't a murder it was just yeah, a which a i was which i liked i liked that part that he like kind of came back <laughs> i actually thought they were gonna pay off the zombie bit yeah and have the police think I that he was the police a zombie would shoot him because they thought he was just a zombie especially when they put the powder on his <laughs> face so he looked kind of yeah. like chalky and white yeah, because I was like, oh shit, they were going to think he's a zombie because he looks bloody and white powdery. <laughs> it gave me like blues. But, but then I'm vibes. like, oh my god. Like you know. right before they revealed it, I'm like, oh my god. He's going to be the bread thief, isn't he? <laughs> Are there kids out there who haven't seen a baguette? Babies out there who've never seen a baguette. <laughs> what What an emotional monologue. Well, fucking good. I. That was like fucking... Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross levels of monologue right there. I haven't had a ciabatta in weeks. <laughs> when Dougie opens up the bread box, oh, you bastard. <laughs> Eating a sandwich with just the fucking lettuce. Oh. Yeah. They have that at restaurants now. You can get like lettuce wedges wraps. of lettuce that's, instead of buns. That's what my mom does because she can't have gluten. That's what my dad nice. does because he doesn't want to eat carbs. Yeah, Perfect. good to replace carbs with um, <laughs> Yeah, this, so we're talking about the end. We got to talk just for a second about the beginning just because, like, just as the setup for what's going on, there's this Duke of Edinburgh award where you, they send you out to the Scottish Highlands and it's, they. I mean, it, they don't even try. They're very obvious with it. Like, oh, this is the plot. They're going to go kill people. Um, they yeah, spend maybe a little some... too much time reinforcing it. Like after the first couple, like hints, I'm like, got it. There's, they're gonna hunt him for sport. It's the most dangerous game. City bogans, cockney, cockney teenagers. Um, 
so they they go there and they start getting hunted and all that and they they kind yeah. they have to set up some stuff they're trying to keep the pace but they really should have i think they really should have started slow and not started with like cool montages of them like fucking around like Being, oh he yeah. blew up the toilet what that yeah, I mean, that was, I guess, to establish the editing style so you weren't so ambushed by it if they had <laughs> waited to the middle of the film when they started smoking to, like, throw all those weird sort of cuts and glitchy uh, yeah. nonsense in there. Uh, but I agree. It did kind of, like, make it seem like the movie was going to be a bit more frenetic, but in the beginning, it, it was pretty slow. But they had to set up the situation, uh, the characters, and... They did it in a reasonable amount of time, but it was pretty by the numbers uh, in the beginning there. And it wasn't until uh, we have our first encounter with the Duke uh, that the movie really starts to kick it into that second gear. Mm -hmm. And then he tries to make the fucking bomb. Yes, and it it just lights it on there. He's like, oh, I'll have a cup of tea after I kill you. Thanks. (laughs) Got a crockery. And then the fucking uh, Duncan, the stupid one, mm-hmm. uh, fucking makes the igniter out of the fucking CD and the the tar that they bought us <laughs> in a wick. Oh. And, yeah, that was, uh, that yeah, was and, pretty good. and that really kind of set up. Like, really, the movie did a really good job of following its narrative through lines. They. They caught the Duke's leg on fire, and when they catch up the Mr. Carlisle, his leg is burned. Mm-hmm. So it, like, you know, the dots can, every dot they set up, they connect in some way. Mm-hmm. It's often a really absurd connection, yes. but that's part of the fun of the movie. It's like, oh my god, they actually called back to that. I thought that was just a, a one-off. When yeah, he, I thought that was a throwaway line, but oh my god. No. Like when... Like you said, when DJ Beetroot gives his fucking his demo CD to the farmer, you're like, isn't that funny? He's, he gave a thing to the farmer because he doesn't get the country code or whatever. And then they followed up once. It's like, oh, he's listening to the thing on his headphones. That's funny. That paid off. And then they paid off fucking again. Yeah. Yeah. Even that was bigger. a big payoff. Yeah. That was the part <laughs> where he just like. Yeah, that was the first part where I was like, oh, my God, I'm laughing. Yeah. I was kind of a little worried, though, because, like, they were so dickish to Ian. Like, you know that was going to happen. Like, he was the straight Mm -hmm. man. They were going to be dicks to him, and they were going to, you know, come around at the end. But, like, there was a moment there, like, are they actually going to kill him off? Like, that'd be kind of shitty before they did the whole redemption thing. Well, because they were jumping between three different situations, it was really hard to gauge at what time each of the things were happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they would, like they would show Ian about to get stabbed and then they would also show them the other guys like running out of the cave. But then, you know, the, the people are still in the barn just parting away. And it's like, I don't know what the relation is like spatially. Yeah. It seemed like they took their sweet ass time yeah. trying it's to like, kill him. It's like they were running like through the fields for like three different scenes. Meanwhile, Ian's got a sword to his throat for like five minutes, and I'm like, "Wait, just kill him." That music mix though was pretty, it was pretty, pretty fire. It was. That's what I mean. The soundtrack to this was really entertaining, which is why I probably I would watch this again totally for that for that yeah. alone. I would even just, buy the soundtrack probably because yeah. <laughs> the the mix between like the old like the the DJ Beatroot like literal fire 
rap. Speed <laughs> you know, and then like the uh the I don't know what you would call it, I guess like folk folk yeah, song. Folk song, I guess. Mm-hmm. Of like the murder hunting, and folk song. The <laughs> the murder the murder hunt folk song mixed with the rap was a super cool mix. I liked it a lot. <laughs> oh. The um Yeah. That that first scene. And then they so one of the one of the key plot uh items in this movie is rabbit shit infused with psych uh with psilocybin mushrooms. I guess yeah. it's called uh Farmer's Courage. Yeah. Um I love it. And it's just like <laughs> Farmer's Courage. It's the one thing oh wait, no no no, that was sorry, that was a video I saw after. Never mind. It was um it like it just hits you and then you're like shit just goes wild. And that was an excuse for them to put in the editing style, which was like faces everywhere, fucking stretchy limbs. Yeah, just like the most like absurd visual effects you could possibly conjure. Fucking face melting where its face is like Yeah, where it's just like a a (laughs) amalgam of all four of their faces and you're like, what the fuck am I looking at right now? Oh, yeah. Good fucking shit. Um, So yeah, like that's the part where I'm like, oh, they're going for it because here's the inner inner city hip-hop dude lead the fucking concert or all these hippie farmers getting high on mushroom shit. I yeah. was like, I kind of thought that was like, I thought that was the climax. They, yeah, I thought that was like how they, you know, like wrap it up here. But then I, I paused at that moment. I was like, there's like 30 minutes left in this movie. I had the exact same reaction. Um, they wanted to just put more in, so they have fucking like the they form like their party of you know the party of adventurers. They got their sword and their gun and a fork. They're gonna get all those sweet discounts on those instants and sorceries. Full party. <laughs> oh yeah, full party. They yeah, that was that, that was that was really fun. Um, the, the the editing really got me. I think when they took a bunch of the red yes. shit, <laughs> their faces were like like just uh, enlarging to the beat of the music don't take <laughs> yeah that was that was a cool effect the music like, is swelling and they're like <laughs> pulsing the heads bigger that was so amazing and they did the face swap with ian and the, the fox, fox on his head. Yeah. <laughs> i was like what the fuck <laughs> okay and and duncan just has like the the perfect stupid mug yeah. <laughs> as yeah. it just gets bigger and bigger <laughs> Great casting for the kids. They, yeah, they really nailed it, it on all of them. Mm-hmm. I liked it because everybody was like different in their own right. Like Duncan was like the the dumb sort of smart one. Like the dumb resourceful one. Yeah, he's got he's an idiot scenes, savant. There were some scenes that sent me like again when they were tracking them and like it was the three of them were like. Well, the the river cuts through this valley. We should stick to the contour. Yeah. And Duncan's like, we should stick to the contour of the valley. That's probably where they're headed. And they're like, really like, they're fucking boy like, scouting it, pinpoint accuracy tracking them. Yeah. And I'm like, what? This came out and of the nowhere. fact that Ian had his like little fucking checklist all the way to the end through all orienteering <laughs> checks off orienteering and then teamwork and foraging for the fucking farmer's curve. He's like, fuck it. This is foraging. Foraging for his hallucinogenic rabbit shit. Yeah. 
And uh, of course, his fork. Who could forget the proper well sharp. sharp fork? Oh, oh, fuck that shirt. That fork it's is well sharp. How did they, I can't believe they paid that off. Where he's, he fucking yeah. sticks it through the yeah, door and they have a little too. sword fight with a with a knife in his fork. And then he fucking stabs Mr. Carlisle and brings him back. And then at the the very end of the movie where they, they spot a group of girls about to do the Duke of Edinburgh award. And they're like, you're doing the Duke of Edinburgh award? Yeah, you'll need this. And they hand him the sword and the sword gun and, and the fork. It's well sharp. <laughs> I think that was a really, I think that was a perfect way that to end the movie. That was the perfect way too. to end the movie, I agree. I really do. It's just a, a vicious cycle of just this, Gang the adventure. All the shit they've been through, and it's like here you're gonna need these. <laughs> if you see the farmers could do this, make this sand side yeah. farm side. <laughs> if you ever need, if you ever need backup, <laughs> just make this sign farm side. Yeah, and uh, we'll wind back a little bit to the confrontation. So they yeah. go and they hunt down the duke and the duchess after the farmer uh, party, and they have them cornered. But then uh, during the chase. Eddie Izzard's character, the Duke. Oh, that's uh, Eddie Walsh's. Izzard. Huh. Yeah, this is also produced by Tobey Maguire. Yeah, when you're like Eddie oh, Izzard's in on this movie, I'm like, well, yeah, he's the main antagonist. <laughs> the mask it concealed his identity. Um, he blows his conch, and then the other one, other old people murderer show up, oh. and it just turns into because, like, right before this, they're holding them up at gunpoint, and they give their like. Boomers blame the world's problems on millennial speech. Yeah, and then the other old people show up. And they're like, "Oh, oh, so good to see you." It's like, Take "Oh, we photo. need to get a Let's picture." A when was the last time we were all together? <laughs> photo up. Oh, yes, of course. Just like all old people they, are at these. Games. They all have their masks. They're all carrying the rifles the right way because they're like cocked. The 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 double barrel shotguns are broken. So they're just like, because you got to travel with them safely. <laughs> yeah. Oh. They're, they're just really good. And then like, the van falls. Oh, the van, <laughs> van falls on them and crushes them all conveniently. I was like, <laughs> all right, the cops are going to show up with, you know, yeah. back up. And that's how they get out of this. But no fucking minibus from the sky. And then it turns out the, that the cops did find the gang. Yeah. Oh my god, it's a gang. Look, they're all they have if guns and you blue masks. Man. Yeah. Uh they have uh in the police department another the police scenes were all great, but they have like their priorities board and these little like little slotting cards. And when they cut back to them it has like terrorists and zombies and terrorist gang urban all gang, up on the pedophile top. zombie riot. <laughs> all up on the top. And then the <laughs> Lady comes and slides them all off and is like, this bread thief is the biggest case of this decade. I didn't expect that. I thought the bread thief was just like, oh, it's a small little thing. The Highlands don't have that big of priorities. I did not expect her to be like, no, the bread thief is the fucking priority. (laughs) There are babies out there who have never even seen a baguette. (laughs) You know there's babies out there. That I've got to watch that fucking. I'm gonna watch that monologue again. It was great. For for ten cents a day, you could give a baguette to a baby in, in the Edinburgh. Baby baguette. 
No. Um, yeah, they all get paid off because they all get like their little uh, their character arcs paid off um, in their own ways at the end. It's great. Yeah, pretty well constructed movie. Uh, again, easy to watch. Yeah, uh, pretty funny. Uh, watch it high yourself. I'm sure you'll enjoy it quite a bit. Yes, and yeah, this is my recommendation. If when you are you have no idea what the fuck to watch. If you don't don't know what to watch in a movie, this let this fill the vacant slot in your movie interest. And it's it's pretty reasonably linked too. It's not much more than ninety minutes, so a quick quick watch. Mm-hmm. Pretty well paced. Mm-hmm. Second half is uh, <laughs> the real real treat. So uh, can recommend and do. That's, uh, all right. That's yeah, that's going to wrap it up on episode 229 of the Saturn Studs podcast. You can find us on SaturnStuds.com. It's got links to our YouTube channel and social media accounts. Uh, we stream most weeks on Twitch, uh, Saturdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and some other days, too. Uh, keep your eyes on our Twitter at StudsSaturn. That's the best place to to peep when to know when we're going live, if it's outside our regularity. Scheduled streams uh, this week. We will be taking a break from the Fall Guys and Among Us hypes uh, to finish up on today, actually, is the one-year anniversary of Borderlands Borderlands 3's release. Uh, So we'll be taking on the fourth and possibly final, probably not, though, DLC (laughs) for uh, Borderlands 3. We're going to go inside... The mind of my character from Borderlands 2, Creek the Psycho. And uh should be should be fun. I'll spend this afternoon making sure I've got my gear in order. Yeah, it's a pretty good idea. Gotta get the so, house in order. Did they bump the level cap on this one? Or did they kept it? I believe we get another three. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I might cool. do some side quests and start bluffing. Although we may level up during the main quest anyway, so Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, all right, and until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace, eh? Bye-bye.